Blessings, everyone. This is Dale, and I thank you for joining me on the Word Podcast. Again, having to do it a little different kind of way and making adjustments. Uh, you know, sometimes things break. <laughs> Boy, the computer crashed big time over the weekend to the point that the <clears throat> official autopsy is in and it is dead. So I'm having to uh, uh, make do for the moment and figure out how certain workflow things are going to work in the future. But the good news is we can at least do some basic things, right? may not be able to have a really nice music lead in and all that kind of stuff. But anyway, we can still gather together and uh, and go over the Word of God and see what the Lord is saying to us. Uh, I want to go to the book of Jude again, and we're quickly coming to the end of this. And uh, if you've been with us, you know exactly what's going on. The Jude is uh, writing to them about certain men that had crept in secretly, okay? Uh, he'd wanted to write to them about their common salvation, but he's writing to a group of believers who are Jewish in background. And I can say that pretty solidly, not because he says so, but because of the examples that he used. Uh, uh, many of the examples were taken from uh, the Old Testament and other uh, Jewish writings, religious writings, uh, the Book of Enoch and things like that. And so he's writing to these folks, and he's encouraging them to stand and contend earnestly for the faith. Now, at the end of the letter, because it's a very short letter, it's only 25 verses long. At the end of the letter, we're at uh, verse 17 yesterday. Let me just read those verses again, then we'll proceed on. He said this, But you, beloved, you ought to remember the words that were spoken beforehand by the apostles of the Lord Jesus Christ, that they were saying to you, In the last time there will be mockers following after their own their own ungodly lust." Now, Peter had actually used that phrase about in the last days that there would be mockers. So we know uh, that Jews at least referenced in him, if not more. Then verse 19, he says this. These are the ones who cause divisions, worldly-minded, devoid of the Spirit. So he describes them in many, many ways, in many details, what these ungodly men that have crept in, uh, what they were doing, and what their character was, and what their whole purpose was. And so he says, these are the ones that are literally causing division in the body. They're worldly-minded. They are devoid of the Spirit. And I dare say that if you've been in the, in the true organism of the body of Christ, and if you've been in an organizational church, the body of Christ, you will have encountered folks like this. Okay, I've encountered many, 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 quite often in leadership positions, on uh, church committees. Okay, uh, even in higher denominational leadership positions, they are devoid of the Holy Spirit. And they have roles and they have functionings within the organizational church. And it's the saddest thing to watch what happens um, because uh, well, the scripture describes another place that they claim uh, uh, to have, you know, uh, the right relationship. They claim to know the gospel, but they deny the power thereof. So anyway. He tells us to do this, verse 20. But you, beloved, building yourselves up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit, keep yourselves in the love of God, waiting anxiously for the mercy of the Lord Jesus Christ to eternal life. And so he's warning them in this letter, you know, watch out for these guys. Contend earnestly for the faith. And then he gives a vivid description of these guys and what they were doing and what they will be doing. He actually gives a description about what's going to happen to it in the future of what Enoch had prophesied. And now he's telling us, here's what you need to do. 
you as the true believers. And just just think on these. I'm going to read them again real slow. He says, build yourself up on your most holy faith. You see that in Ephesians. You see that in several places in the scripture of how the Lord is building us as his body. And we have a role and responsibility of functioning as he calls us to do. Okay? So build yourself up on your most holy faith. It is on the faith and it is by faith that we will be built up. And then he says, you need to pray in the Holy Spirit. Praying in the Holy Spirit, not praying in flesh. Okay? Not praying in the thoughts of man, the processes of man, but praying in and by the power of the Holy Spirit. Uh, when you begin to pray that way, and your prayers are actually the prayers that are coming from the Most High God by His Holy Spirit into our spirit and then being sent back to Him, these are not prayers at that time that are there for <coughs> God's informational purposes, shall we say. The Lord knows already. Those prayers are the prayers that clue us in, that inform us, that transform us, that conform us to his likeness. So he's telling us, build yourself up, most holy faith. Pray in the Holy Spirit. Keep yourself in the love of God. Isn't it easy to stray away from the love of God, to step outside the love of God, and to be attracted by the love of man or the processes of man or something else? Okay? So look what he said. He said, build yourself up. Pray. Keep yourself in the love of God. You see, we have role. We have duty. We have responsibility. We just can't sit back and say, oh, this stuff's happening to me, so there's really nothing I can do. No. And really, what these things are right here, he's showing them how to contend earnestly for the faith. Okay? So, keep yourself in the love of God, waiting anxiously for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ to eternal life. Yes, if you're a true believer, you're saved. Yes, we are being saved, and yes, we will be saved. But we are awaiting that salvation. We're anxiously awaiting the mercy that the Lord is going to pour out upon us to eternal life. So it's not only for now that we believe, but it's for a time yet to come. And I love this, waiting anxiously. It really carries the idea of ag aggressively waiting upon the Lord. Not just sitting in the rocking chair of, of, the, of salvation, you know, but waiting for that mercy to come. <clears throat> so what does he tell, us to, tell him to do and tells us to do? He says, this is how you're going to contend earnestly for the faith. Yeah, here's who these guys are. But while you're dealing with these guys, in the next few verses gives us some insight as to what will happen with that and how that's going to go down. And we'll see that next time. While we're doing that, don't forget this. Don't forget to build yourself up in your faith. Don't forget to pray in the Spirit. Keep yourself in the love of God. Wait anxiously for the mercy of God. And you notice that the key words here, build, okay? Pray, keep, wait. The whole idea being keep pressing on. Even when you get curveballs, even when things happen and you think, well, you know, it shouldn't be this way. It shouldn't be. You keep pressing on. You keep doing it. And the Lord will glorify himself in and through us. Anyway, I thank you so much.